hello guys and how are you all doing it's been a while no like like seriously how are you guys doing hope you guys are doing good well it's been extremely busy for us and uh yeah for me personally i was able to complete my 10th and final course for my professional designation and sincerely i feel really really relieved uh, you know i started this uh professional uh, course uh, about three years ago so i need to pass 10 of them uh, to get my chartered professional designation in the field of my career and just last thursday i was able to complete all of that and i give god all of the glory so the journey of three years that finally came to an end last thursday so uh, all glory to god and i just want to use just a quick one uh, for somebody out there you know just a piece of advice for you know, working people out there uh, to always look for ways to better yourself. Uh, don't just work for your employer. Also look for uh, an opportunity to professionally develop in your chosen field of career. You see, you can start a course in just about any career path you choose. If you don't have the money to pay for professional courses, you can look at uh, Udemy, spelled as U-D-E-M-Y. Uh, you know, for just as low as $10, you can get a certificate in just about any field of learning. You see, the internet has made uh, almost anything possible today. So leverage on these technologies that God has brought your way to develop yourself, okay? Now, let's dive into what God has for us today. And the title of my message is Thy Rod and Thy Staff. Uh, for those who are familiar with the Lord's Prayer, uh, that is a very conspicuous part of the Lord's Prayer. It says, Thy Rod and Thy Staff. So I got this message uh, just this morning as soon as I woke up, because I woke up and I recited Psalm 23. And I, as I was reciting this uh, prayer, the words struck me. And I began to meditate on those words. Hmm, thy rod and thy staff. So let us read Psalm 23 together. And it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For his namesake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, note your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Now, back home there is a popular saying, you know, it says, spare the rod and spoil the child. Now, that is the same rod we're talking about here. You know, Psalm 23 says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. But then there is a disciplinary statement that our parents would always use to discipline us. And they would always say, spare the rod and spoil the child. Now, that was the excuse our parents used to beat us and discipline us. 
And I mean, I thank God for those, for those discipline. They really helped. I heard those words growing up until I realized that it was a Bible saying. You see, our parents believed in strict discipline. Else we would grow up with very bad habits and become a burden and shame to our families. Yes, sincerely, like, you know, looking back, I thank God for all that time my mom used the belt to flog me when I stole, for instance. So, you see, if that did not happen, we would not be where we were today. Okay, so um, that spared the rod and spoiled the child, uh, you know, thing kept many of us in check and made us responsible men and women today. Our normal reaction as kids is to be scared when we see an instrument of discipline to rod at the staff. We fear the beatings we would get from our parents and teachers at school. But in this prayer, the psalmist says that God's rod and staff, though they can be an instrument of discipline, is also an instrument for comfort. So he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Imagine me telling my mother after flogging me with, with belt and with the cane and with the rod and I tell my mom, I say, well, mom, your, your belts and your cane used to flog me. Uh, they actually comfort me. <laughs> that would be so funny, I tell you. But verse 4 of the Lord's Prayer says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, let us analyze those words in a bit. Here is a man who sees God as the good shepherd. That was why he started off by saying, the Lord is my shepherd. And we know that shepherds need their rod and staff to tend the sheep. While for many of us, the experience with the rod from our childhood is one of correction, discipline, and for spanking, the rod of the shepherd here is a tool of protection and the symbol of love. Now, this is why. The rod is our protection. That's my first point. Now, most of us picture a rod to be a long, hard stick of some material. For a shepherd, the rod isn't a long stick, but rather the curly end of the staff. The rod was used to pull sheep out of dangerous or unfortunate situations, such as if a sheep was caught in the thick brush or had fallen into deep water. The rod was also used to defend the sheep against predators. Now, since sheep aren't very smart, it was up to the shepherd to adequately defend his flock. So, a nice long staff with a thick curly rod on the end made, you know, it made it a solid weapon against the enemies. In this way, the rod is a symbol of God's protection. Now, second point. The rod is a symbol of love. Now, I found another purpose for the rod that I did not really expect. I will warn you that I can't prove what I learned is true, but it makes good sense to me, you know, so I'm passing it on to you. Apparently, most shepherds used their rods as a means of counting sheep. In Leviticus chapter 27, verse 32, a rod was used by the priests to count the thites. Shepherds used this same methodology, methodology or methodology to count their flock. 
the shepherd would hold out the rod end of the staff and have all the sheep pass under it one at a time, counting each animal as it passed. Now, keeping count was a mighty, you know, important thing since they were traveling to the countryside so much. Now, if you've ever, you know, chaperoned the school field trip, you know what I mean. You know, the people in charge will actually want to count the number of students, right? You know, as you enter the bus, they keep counting. Oh, Jane is passed. That's one. Oh, that's Charles too. Oh, that's uh, Jemima three. You know, just like that. It is super important to make sure you have an accurate head count at all times or else madness ensues and that was one of the purposes of the rod and the staff. Now, what does counting mean for believers? It means God lovingly acknowledges us. He counts us as his own, as part of his body when we pass under his rod. He offers us assurance of his continual presence and protection when we follow him wherever he leads us. So, passing under his rod is not a method of discipline or correction, but rather a source of great comfort and faithful love. When we read Psalm 23, we instantly get the gist of it, even if we don't understand the first century vocabulary. The entire psalm, Psalm 23, illustrates God's unrelenting love for us and how he has, you know, how he, how he shows us that he is love. Verse 4 in particular should stand out to us. Knowing more about the shepherd's tools and how they are used should give us great hope and encouragement no matter what our circumstances may be. The staff and the rod are a part of the same tool, but, you know, working together in God's gentle hands to remind us of his everlasting faithfulness and love. As children of God, we can take a deep breath knowing he is always with us, always protecting us, always guiding us, and always offering us a place of peace and rest. Now, let us take a closer look at the staff. Remember, the Bible says, thy rod and thy staff. So there are two things. And, and the psalmist says, they comfort me. Let us examine the purpose of the staff. The staff of the psalmist refers, uh, you know, refers to, uh, of course, it has several meanings depending on how it is used. In Old Testament times, the staff could be a scepter or a walking stick, or a crutch, or some kind of support or prop. For Psalm 23, the staff is two different things. Number one, a staff gives rest. Psalm 23 starts off with equating the Lord with a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So, we know immediately we are talking about shepherding tools. A shepherd might use a staff as something to lean on in case the ground is not dry or safe for sitting or for support when he needed rest during long shifts tending the sheep. For us today, the staff serves as a symbol that we too can find rest when we lean on the Lord. When we lean into him, he will lean into us. 
He is both the shepherd and the staff, supplying all the rest we need when we lean on him. Number two, the staff is a guide. Now, the staff was used or was also used to guide sheep across open fields and along rocky hillsides. It was, a handle, it was a handy tool for making sure that they stay on track. Though the shepherd might need to leave the 99 to find one or to find the one lost sheep, that is if he had a hundred, I would bet he would rather keep the flock together. The Lord's staff still guides us today in every area of our lives. Looking back a few lines in Psalm 23 to verses 2 and 3, which says, He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. The staff leads us to places where we can find peace and restoration amidst the chaos in our lives, both day to day and in the long seasons. The staff also leads us on the paths where we should be so we can make better choices for ourselves and our families. Our decision-making abilities and Christ-like behaviors are all dependent on God's staff. Without it, we would never find rest, feel peace, or know if we are heading in the right direction. Always remember, God does not carry a cane or a rod or a staff to flog you when you stubbornly want to have your way. And I tell you today to please ignore any person who portrays God as someone that is always angry and ready to punish you for your wrongdoing. God's approach will always be the gentle approach, the shepherd style where he gently pulls you to himself and carries you on his shoulders when you were lost and now found. The image of the shepherd carrying his lost sheep is a very comforting thought. It shows the father's reaction when we get lost and confused in life. The parable of the lost sheep is one of the parables of Jesus. It appears in the Gospels of Matthew chapter 18, verse 12 to 14, and Luke chapter 15, verse 3 to 7. It is about a shepherd who leaves his flock of 99 sheep in order to find the one which is lost. And Bible says, when he finds it, the shepherd places the sheep on his shoulders, jumping and rejoicing that the sheep that had been lost is now found. Now, that is what the good shepherd does. He goes out of his way to find you. He leaves the 99, the 99 sheep in the desert place, in the wilderness places, at the risk of the perils of predators and lions and bears, only in search of the one that was lost in search of you. Our God is not angry at how lost and confused you may be right now. He longs to reconnect with you again. And he would take the risk just to find you. He is looking for you. 
He has left the 99. And just like the prodigal son, he is waiting for that day he reconnects with you again. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for these precious words that have been sown into my heart like seeds. I pray that, Lord, these words will grow in the hearts of my hearers and they will come to understand and to know who you really are. You are the God of love. Lord, I thank you because your rod and your staff, as it comforts me, let it also comfort my listeners. Let the rod and staff be a form of comfort to everyone going through a particular challenge in their lives, for everyone going through sickness, for everyone going through lack and financial problems. Father, let your rod and your staff bring comfort. And I praise you today, Lord, just like I praise you forever. And I praise you every day. Give my listeners a miracle this week. Let them know that your hand is upon them for good. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.